All right, welcome to Take Your Lead podcast. Um, is it a podcast? It's program. Um, all right, I have to fix my intro again. It's program. All right. Cut. Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast. I'm so excited that you've joined us today and that you continue to be part of a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. I'm extremely excited today. Uh, to give you access into our program, which is Take Your Lead program. I was actually struggling uh, earlier on. I had to re-record the intro because uh, it's a bit different. So we've got Take Your Lead podcast, which is our weekly community, which you are part of, which is there to empower you to take charge of your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. We do, however, have a Take Your Lead program, which is a mentorship and coaching program which is such an incredible tool or companion rather, which aids you in your journey of personal growth. And in this segment, which is going to be a two-part episode, um, joined by an incredible community of young leaders, uh, learners and students and young entrepreneurs who are predominantly Gen Z. So Gen Z are those who are born from 20, uh, 1995 to 2000. There are different stats, but to... 2012, safely we can say, uh, predominantly Gen Z features. So most of them are featured in that audience. So this morning, um, joined by, in fact, they'll introduce themselves. So part of what I'd like to get from them within this conversation. So the first part will be just reflecting on screen time and how that affects them. And then we'll just be checking in with them at a personal level and just going around the room with personal questions just to see how they think and see how they are perceiving life and how the current pandemic has affected and shaped the way they perceive the future. In part two, we'll be looking at mental health. And it's a part or episode that I'm extremely excited for, simply because one of the things that has been noted with Gen Z uh, by educational psychologists is the fact that biologically they mature quicker and sooner. Cognitively, they develop ahead of their age. So they are smarter, they are bigger biologically, they look bigger, they mature quicker. However, when it comes to the emotional and social learning or emotional and social development, they lag behind. And that's where I want us to look at because the rate of depression and anxiety amongst their generation are astronomically high as to what contributes to that and how best as parents, as coaches, as leaders, as pastors, as teachers, can we help them to be more emotionally and socially intelligent? And that's gonna be in part two. But for part one, uh, let me jump into the room and welcome. Uh, firstly, let me start with Mpumi. Um, you just they'll go around the room and they'll just introduce themselves. And so your question after you've introduced yourself is if you were going to write about your life so far, how would you break it up into chapters? Um, greetings to all. Um, <clears throat> my name is Mpumelelo Mbuli. 
Uh, I'm 17 at the current moment. Uh, I'm a student. The question I've been given is quite a difficult one to answer. Um, because right about my life, I think you're, you're asking me right about my life from the moment I was born till this moment in time. I don't know. And if you look at that time, there's not a, a lot that's been going on that would make that would make someone want to hear uh, what's been going on in this person's life. It's a very short uh, uh, span of time. I don't know how on earth it would be divided into sections or whatnot, but if I were to write about my life right now, um, yo. <laughs> okay, dividing it up into sections, perhaps I would um, start with um, the day. Wait, is my sound okay? Because I hear my sound. Oh, okay. Um, I would start with yo the day I stopped allowing uh, people to <laughs> walk all over me. Um, I think um, even in a young person's life, there are small milestones that um, you need realizing and celebrating. Um, I would start with the day that I allowed people, that I stopped allowing people to bully me and push me around. Um, then it would go into um, the day I, the days I discovered my talents. And it would go into the days I broke out of my shell. Like, I think that's how I would break my life up um, in a book or in a piece of writing till this point in time, you know, anything further, I don't know. But till this point in time, I think that's how I would break my life up, just to celebrate the small victories of course. There's nothing big yet, crazy big yet that's happened, but um, just celebrating the small steps that are taking me to the future from the day I was born till this moment. Thank you so much, Mpumi. Um, and again, uh, to our podcast audience who might be listening, it's quite impromptu, it's quite unstructured, and it's intentional. I'll tell you why. Part of the reason these questions, even to them, are actually new. These are actually conversation starters, which are curated to help you be able to connect with Gen Z. And oftentimes when you have conversations with Gen Z, maybe you're a parent and you're not too sure where to start off because most of them, they always have their headphones on but you want to have a conversation oftentimes it gets a bit awkward because you want to connect with them at a deeper level how is school fine how are you fine and beyond the fine which is a one-word answer you want to connect with them so how do you do that and these questions that will be going around the room are a bit of a starter or something that you can peruse which i think will help you have meaningful conversation with gen z and thank you so much for your honesty and transparency as we just navigate and juggle these questions. Uh, uh, Nelly called your name because you're supposed to introduce yourself, but yes, Novuyo, uh, whom you'll tell us more about yourself. How do you think 
social media affects your friendships? Um, good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are well. My name is Sinoboyo Kavisa. I'm 20 years old, uh, self-employed person. Well, uh, based on the question, uh, for instance, in my perspective, it has a, a good side and a bad side. The good side as to how social media affects our friendships is how we can instantly connect with each other, even though we are distances away from each other. You know, it's easy to connect to someone, have a relationship with them. But the negative part for me, when it comes to social media and, and how it affects our friendships, we actually, we actually base our friendships based on self-image as to how you portray yourself on social media. Sometimes we not being ourselves and portray a different image as to being that top cool guy, that top, top cool girl, but deep within you, you know what to know. This is actually not me. So I think this is how it actually affects friendships and so on. Brilliant, brilliant. That's so true. Thank you so much. And we'll reflect more as we go around the room on some of these uh, questions, um, possibly. Inam, uh, how often do you feel stressed out these days? Uh, my name is Inam Kobile. I'm, I'm 14, turning 15 in October. So how often do you feel stressed these days? I would say 50-50, you know, because school, life, yeah, it's hectic. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting, uh, Ina, I'm going to put you on this, not on the spot, but we, I think it's a conversation we'll have in part two as to what are some of the things that stresses you? Because if you're saying it's 50-50 and you're saying school and life, it's hectic. What would you say uh, contributes to the hecticness of uh, school and, and, and life in general, especially for Gen Z? Uh, I would say COVID also contributes to the stress I have. Like, I feel like if COVID-19 wasn't there, school would be easier because like now there's pressure and stuff like that and yeah i feel like covid19 is the main reason <laughs> all right yeah we'll, we'll we'll speak more to that i think in the next uh episode because uh, i i think it is true that uh covid19 is an accelerator but I also think even before um covid19 uh the levels of stress amongst you guys were astronomically high and I think one of the things as well would also be uh, technology. Uh, part of the question that uh, um, Snowvuyo was actually talking to, I think since the introduction of technology, imagine the pressure of going onto your phone and having access to a thousand people at the same time and being able to be in, let's say, in Malahleni, South Africa, for those who uh, might be listening from different countries, and you're able to see someone who's in Paris having holiday. And here you are all of a sudden like, I wish it was me. I wish I was there. You're coming into their world where in the past you wouldn't have that access and pressure at a certain level because you wouldn't see it. You wouldn't want what is not brought closer to you. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I would actually say possibly also the access of social media has contributed as well to, to, to the stress. But we'll talk more to that and have a conversation 
around that in part two. So thank you so much, Inam, for that. Um, Zanzibar, what do you think causes you the most stress or worry? Um, good morning, everybody. I am Zanzibar Wagambuli. Um, I'm, I'm 15 and I'm, and I'm still in school. Yes. Um, what do I think causes me the most stress? At the current moment, I would personally say school. Because like, there's a lot of work that has to be done in a short amount of time. So I feel like school causes a lot of stress on me personally. And basically, I feel like it causes stress on everybody these days. But yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Zanzibar. Um, I, I'm actually picking up the common thread of school being a major stressor. Um, by show of hands, maybe within the room, for those who are in school, how many of us would say that school actually is a major component of stress? I know uh, Zolani, who I'm going to be jumping to, he's busy with his preparations for prelims and okay. Others are even raising their feet. So clearly school is a <laughs> major stressor. We'll talk more to that uh, in the next episode and how best we can deal with uh, the youth stress, because not all stress is negative, but you can actually channel it so that it becomes positive. Zolani, how has your relationship to your parents changed since you were younger? Um, hello, um, good morning, everybody. I'm Zolani, I'm 18 and I'm in matric. Um, my relationship with my parents, um, I would say it's, it's, definitely changed um because uh, when i was younger um you know my mom my mom was a a general practitioner so she was always kind of busy and we only spent a short amount of time together during your normal day and everything but it was but it's more time than now obviously because she's further away and I've been in boarding for the past I think five years so it's sort of just been distanced but um when I was younger I felt like it was just easier to talk to my mom and that even though she wasn't there a lot because of work and all but yeah I think it's definitely changed a lot because now there's the added distance and yeah All right. Thank you so much, Zolani, for that. Um, would you say the changes affected you positively or negatively? Um, I think it has its ups and like it has its cons and its pros. Um, because I'm, I'm definitely more independent, I guess, thanks to just that. But then again, I sort of lack that... Um, what you call um comfortability, I think we can say, because it's just been like we've always just been so far apart, and it's never really like we we talk about um a lot of things. If you know what I'm saying, I get you. And then tell me how 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 have you been then um like not substituting for it, but how have you been? Uh, navigating the absence. Uh, obviously, I know she's present, she's fully present, but not having that proximity of having the real-time feedback and like being in the room. 
how best have you worked around that? Um, well, fortunately, most of the time there is um, another family member or when I was in boarding, I had like my boarding, I call them my boarding parents. <laughs> and I guess they were just what um, I used to use, you know, to talk about whatever it is that I'm having an issue with instead of my mom. And most of the time they would kind of just um, relay that to my mom or something. Sure. Thank you so much for that. And the reason I'm asking this is because there's actually a study I was reading uh, within South Africa. In fact, uh, the better part of Africa as to how with Gen Z, there's actually a generation that's missing. Uh, you'd find that most of Gen Z actually live with grandparents and they don't have direct relationships with their parents. And that also contributes to the social and emotional development, which we'll talk to in part two. And also maybe at a personal level to your question as well, and which is something I also want you guys to be conscious of, especially as Gen Z, those who also will be listening to the podcast episode. The fact that relationships change, there are different stages of life. So there's a time initially where your parents take care of you, but as you grow and mature, uh, later stage, obviously, it's where you take care of them. But in between, the relationship dynamic changes drastically. As you were saying now, there's a time where you are fully dependent on them. And then there's a time where you're actually not as dependent on them. And then there's a time where you need to now separate and become your own person and begin to take the values that they've taught you, begin to see how best you can navigate. And oftentimes, if there's a gap between that, you find a lot of Gen Z being lost because they didn't have a real-time picture in front of them of what a family ought to be or what a relationship with parents ought to be. Because maybe for valid reasons the parents were not there and i love how you spoke to how you, you then began to pull from the uh, boarding parents uh, mentors coaches uh at, if you're part of a community of faith maybe family even at church or family around your community but there is always a relationship that you can draw from from that can enable you to be better positioned as gen z growing into becoming a young adult and an adult maybe a parent in the near future. So thank you so much for that, Zolani. Um, Ken Sani, let me jump to Ken Sani. Uh, when you look around your school, your community, your our beloved country or the world, what concerns do you have or what do you want to see changed? Um, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Ken Sani. I'm 16 years old and I'm currently in grade 10. So when I look around my school community and country, the concerns that I have, okay, the school that I have, that I go to, there's, a, there's white kids, there's black kids, there's a, little kids. Bit of, <laughs> there's a little bit of Indians and stuff like that. I think I also see it in some places. I feel like we might have some sort of like democracy and like, uh, unity in some way, but I feel like it, we haven't reached the actual unity, the idea of being united. I mean, in my school, like these different groups, cliques, minorities, and people just don't get along with each other. So I think for me, the concerns I have is that people aren't seen as equal. Sometimes people aren't united. So I think I would like that to change because we we all family, I guess, and we ought to you know, be united. So yeah, I think that's what I could change. 
That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Kenzie. Um, just to check on your side, what do you think? Just one. What one next step or one next decision or policy or change do you think can be effected to move us to that space of uh, unity and equality? Um, I think also just accepting like people's uniqueness. I think sometimes we tend to see that, like we tend to think that we're too different. So we can't be with this person or we're better than this particular person or whatnot. So we can't be part of this certain group. So I think it's embracing people's uniqueness, embracing people's cultures, embracing people's different races and whatnot. So yeah, that's basically what I think we could start with. Thank you so much. I think that has given us a practical approach to dealing with um, equality, accepting people's uniqueness and being able to embrace that. Thank you so much. And again, uh, Nelly said podcast uh, community, obviously at home, if you do have any questions, do write them down and do email them to us. Uh, you'll find a link on our website so that we can be able to see how best we can also speak to that. And then to our audience in studio, virtual studio this time around the Take Your Lead program. As we're going through the room uh, amongst yourselves, please do also write down any thoughts or questions that you have to what's being discussed towards the end of the episode. We'll just take a few moments as well to reflect collectively. I'll give you an opportunity to also share some of your thoughts to the questions which are being asked. Nicole, let me jump to you. Nicole, uh, if you were the leader of your church, and this is a beautiful question for those who are people of faith, what would you change about it? Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Nicole. I'm currently 19 years old and turning 20 in October. And this is a funny question because I am a leader at church. And what I'm trying to change currently is how I think lazy the other youth members are because at church, okay, we, we, uh, uh, our parents clean they usually clean on Wednesdays but you find that most of the time they are uh, there there are youth uh, members who are who are not going to school who are available but they choose to sit at home and when you ask them oh, why didn't you guys come to clean a church and they'll be like our parents are there they'll clean I'm just like they can't depend on their parents because our parents already do so much for us and for us to expect them to clean a church where else we're sitting at home is really unfair. So yeah, the thing that I'm trying to change is their laziness because they're very lazy and I don't get it. I truly don't get it. <laughs> That's quite interesting. I think for Gen Z, um, which is quite an interesting one. And, 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 uh, and this is a beautiful question. I'd encourage those who are people of faith, maybe you're a pastor or a leader at church, just also tap into the brain of Gen Z because I think, if we need to reach you guys, we need to also understand what you would like to see uh, within church. It's a question I'm, I'd like us to actually come back to, just to reflect on together as to what are some of the things that you would change if you are a pastor or a senior leader at church to be able to reach you guys more. Uh, we'll talk a bit to that now. And the laziness one, I think is actually quite true. I was speaking somewhere yesterday to, um, it was an award ceremony and uh, the second manager was speaking after me and one of the things she said was, uh, or her concern was the fact of how oftentimes they, they, they missed out on having learners who own 
their studies because it's as if they need to push you guys to be serious about your school. They need to push you guys to be intentional about what needs to be done. And oftentimes that limits the potential of learners. And I think that's even a trait that we see not only at um, church level, but we also see even uh, within the different communities, as you are saying, of church. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that needs and can and should be done. So we'll speak more to that as well. Thank you so much, uh, Nicole, for that. All right, let me, Nick, uh, Valeria, I think, let me, let, me, let, let, let me throw it to you. Can you think of any important moments in your faith that stand out to you? Can you think of any important faith moments, uh, and moments rather in your faith journey that stand out to you currently? Um, everyone. Thank you so much for the question. Well, I think um, I have a lot of moments which I would reflect to because um, I think like Kumpu mentioned how one uh, grows into believing in his or herself. So in my faith journey, um, it took a really, it took a lot for me to actually believe in myself and to actually pursue um, the person I want to be by actually speaking through positive thoughts. I think um, that really is one thing that I've grown into, especially in having faith. And it has really been helping me because I realized that I am actually, especially in terms of what I speak and what I see and what I want to see in future. So, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, um, Pumi. No, Pumi, sorry, Valeria. <laughs> um, again, um, I think your audio was a bit delayed. Uh, we'll see if we'll be able to fix it in post-production. But if not, we also understand the fact that we're meeting virtually. Um, but what I picked up from the moments that stood out to you within your faith journey is having to renew your mind and fix your thoughts in terms of believing as well in yourself and believing in all that you can be. Uh, maybe to throw it around the room before we reflect together on some of the questions. Um, if you are a leader in, in the community of faith, how, wh what would you advise uh, senior leaders to do in order for them to be able to reach you uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ or to reach you within the fold of faith? How, how best, what change do you think you would, you would, you would advise to be made? All right, um, Pumi, you can go for it. Um, to answer that uh, the question, you know, what advice it is that I would give to leaders of the faith uh, in order to be able to translate a message that will speak to the youth. I think the problem that we have a lot of the time in our churches is that really do we do older people within the congregation consider youth as assets i think if you looked at the youth and you said to them but there's something you need to do with your life i think it would it would allow for leaders of the church to better translate a message to them. Don't just put the youth to the side and say there are youth issues that need to be 
um, sorted, we give that to you. The youth are members of the congregation and members of the church. And if you include them in the matters and the issues of the church, you will make them more, you will give them more zeal to participate even within their own issues and matters. Inkonzo has many different sections or divisions, right? Maguba ne Inkonzo on a daily basis within the week. Guba Inkonzo yabo mama, Guba Inkonzo yabo baba, Guba Inkonzo ye youth, Guba Inkonzo yabo brother, Guba Inkonzo yabo sister, young adults, sorry. And it's, it's funny to me how there will be a division, Yabo Mama, Nabo Baba, but when it's time for the big uh, uh, church church um, gathering, both O Mama and Nabo Baba will have their opportunity to put their own inputs into the matters of the church as a whole. Why then can the youth not have input on how the church is run? You know, it's not only, um, It's not only a thing of, you know, you must allow the youth to run the church, but I feel like it's also a thing of making them to relate better to you and the leaders that you are of the church. I don't know if it's 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 making much um, sense, but yeah, it 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 does it does it does it does. Uh, I'll throw it back to the room and mind to you if I'm hearing you correctly is involving them into. The bigger community not just limiting them to a specific department of this is youth youth issues and it's so true because i think that's how you grow into because truth of the matter see it's not the church of the future but it's the current church i remember at a personal level i, I started being a youth leader uh, i was very young i think i was in high school if not primary grade nine or something like that and i was used chairperson local and stuff and and i began to grow but i was then introduced to leadership so that it made it a bit easier for me to lead now at the level I'm leading because I was introduced early to leadership. However, one of the things which I would also throw back to you guys at a personal level that I did was spiritual maturity. So how did I look at being more spiritually mature? I did Bible school at a young age. I began to read a lot of the word. I began to surround myself and learn from different leaders. So that when I'm given an opportunity in the room, not because of age only, but I'm also able to contribute, which I think is something that I'd also throw to us that uh, opportunity, I definitely agree. And it's part of the things that we can do as leaders, not only in church context, but even in businesses, being able to bring the young leaders into the boardrooms and being able to consult with them, give them power, responsibility and authority to make decisions. And also to us as young leaders, I would encourage us to, uh, prepare ourselves for those opportunities to equip ourselves, to empower ourselves through learning so that we're able to contribute when we get to that level. Thank you so much for that contribution, Bumi. It's absolutely amazing. Anything else from the floor? doesn't have to be specifically to this question, uh, maybe to anything that was spoken to before we bring in our plane for landing. Uh, Nicole, you can go for it. Um, thank you, sir. Uh, um, Valeria mentioned something um, when she was answering a question, which I think is something that we have to zoom into even more. She said that her faith contributed to uh, her believing in herself. 
And I think Guti, that is something that is very important because with me also, I had struggles with self-confidence and my self-esteem issues. But due to the fact that I started reading the word of God more and um, seeing what the word of God says about us, I feel like that has contributed to my self-esteem and self-confidence because I went from defining myself with my looks and my appearances to defining myself according to what the word of God says. And I feel like that is something that is very important that most of our Gen Z are not um, aware of because now our Gen Z define, define themselves according to culture and they forget that culture is a moving thing. This year or this month, this is trending. The next month, another thing is trending. So you can't keep making changes to your body or to your lifestyle just because you want to be defined by culture. So to anyone who's listening, I would rather advise you to define yourself according to what the word of God says, because that the word of God never changes. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Nicole, for that. Let's pack it at that. I think we'll revisit this thought, which will also speak to the emotional and uh, social well-being in terms of how we define ourselves through the lens of culture, through the lens of trends, through the lens of scripture or your faith and values. So thank you so much to uh, the incredible Take Your Lead A-team behind the scenes who have contributed so amazingly to this episode and to you podcast listener at home. Thank you so much for being part of this episode. Again, be reminded to head over to www.mzwandilemakakula.com to be able to download our episode notes, which are a great tool for application. I encourage you to even share this episode if you are a leader who's leading uh, Gen Z, uh, maybe a teacher, pastor, to share it with them and begin to have these kind of conversations. We'll link into the bio an incredible resource, which is a book. It's got about 42 conversation starters, which can help you a great deal, especially if you're working with young people. Till we meet again, ensure that you are taking your lead and you help us change the world one individual at a time. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.